So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Harry. Liv, Holly, Amy, and we're crawlers. And we're asking some questions say about the new single, Fuck Me, I Didn't Know How to Say. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Thank you. I was going to ask if we can swear on this podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, <laughs> um, yeah, we're so happy with how the single's got our, obviously, like, releasing, a, like, such a personal song, like like that into the world it's, it's it's really scary and just the fact it's been so well received is just amazing and we're so thankful to like you know everyone who's part of our little community and our team but like us people who've met us from the song it's really really great hell yeah song song's awesome oh yeah oh. it bangs oh thank you so much yeah uh, so is there any meaning behind the single title or cover art yeah so obviously we wanted to allude to kind of like making people quite uncomfortable with using the word fuck in the chorus because obviously like it's you know it's quite a hard word to say anyway and i think it's making it as explicit as it is and as apparent as the song is obviously the song is about like um not feeling yourself from sex whether that's from like uh, past experiences and feeling used or like trauma and stuff so using that word just you know evokes that kind of um terror and horror and I think the pictures we went through quite a lot and tried to do it in kind of the most comfortable way um with the cover art and we quite like how it turned out obviously all thematic with all the singles that were released at the minute um but yeah it's me and Liv smooching <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of debate about the title from the label about it not being radio friendly as well obviously well that's good um, yeah you called fuck me and it's you're art. just gonna have to deal with it <laughs> Love it. Exactly. Uh, so can you guys tell us a little bit about your writing process for the single? Um, yeah, originally Holly had come to us with like a really soft, like, it's kind of like, yeah, it was just acoustic guitar and like really amazing lyrics. And it was quite a soft song originally. And I like heard it for the first time and I was like, that sounds like it should be much angrier. <laughs> Um, so then we really went down like a 90s kind of Nirvana route originally, which you can still hear like in the choruses. Um, so that kind of like the first kind of couple of demos of it was really like grungy. Um, and it was only until we took it to the studio and like when Harry and Liv put their parts on it really came like, you know, became what it is with like loads of different influences of like hip hop and yeah, just really cool production I think just really came out in the studio but yeah like I said we didn't really change much from like the lyrics originally and, and yeah it was... yeah we didn't expect it to turn out the way it did really which no. is a nice, nice surprise it was and we're really into like um you know old um hip-hop like Lauren Hill and stuff so it's really nice to kind of play around with the bass and drums and really make it you know it made those big heavy choruses so special having those like verses I think mm -hmm. But it was such so intimate conversation in that part. It really, bass and drums really brought that out. One hundred percent. Wow. Uh, so I want the four of you to tell us your favorite lyric or moment off this track and what it means to you. Harry, do you want to go first? Holly's probably more well prepared for this than I. Um, I'd say um, I'm not used to being loved. The kisses that led to sex were close enough. It's probably my favorite lyric in it, um, which is about kind of like never being like feeling like you're having that kind of remote romantic love and feeling that you're actually being being empowered and loved by and nurtured by the sexual relationship but 
you're kind of initiating that through kissing and feeling like well at least they kissed me and that must mean something when normally kissing just leads to sex anyway rather just as it's just a game for them um my favorite lyric is probably we grew up and i got smaller than before i think that's just super powerful but also just really simple yeah, yeah. Favorite. Is, it, is it favorite lyric or just favorite moment? lyric or moment I mean, I know I'm being biased, but I would say the drums. <laughs> hey, that's fair. <laughs> because it's just like, because we rec recorded that groove. I was just like looping it for like a good 20 minutes. And then Pete just went away, our producer. And he just came back like an hour later and he'd like chopped it up and like rewound it, and like spliced it, and like remixed it and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's that was the moment the song was like, oh shit, okay, this is completely different to what we were anticipating. It was so sick. Mm. I mean, the, there's two kind of standout moments for me. I think the, the first bit is, just before going back into the second verse from the chorus. Oh yeah. And cool. there's like this backwards bit that we recorded and that's really, I think that bit's really cool. Um, but also just like right at the end, the backing vocals go, love me, use me. And I think both of those like have such a, you know, a strength about them. <laughs> and I think it just kind of sums up sort of the, the, the the narrative really well in just those two little lines mm -hmm. oh yeah uh sure. so where was your headspace at while you guys were writing the single um <laughs> yeah so the story the story behind it when I, one of the first songs i wrote when me and liv moved into our first apartment together um i just listened to the leith ross song um never have sex and there's like a wonderful lyric in there that's like um oh, you kissed me just to kiss me. And then I got really depressed because I was like, has anyone actually kissed me just to kiss me? Or do they just want to get in my pants? And then that kind of made me rethink the things that I've experienced sexually and also just like my own self-worth and what am I doing just for somebody else's validation? Am I actually enjoying it? And that's kind of when the conversation, I, I don't want someone to fuck me kind of happened. And then I wrote that headspace i was fucking depressed that autumn i was i was oh. low the songs yeah. that were coming out were depressing but when i was in the depressing, depressing, depressing. um but obviously uh, this song was written before come over and stuff and obviously when we were in the studio writing it headspace was much lighter and i feel like it needed to be in that perspective to kind of you know feel like putting a sad song in that into the world but knowing that you know i'm in a loving relationship now with my peers and you know partners and it's it's great to kind of you know feel that and I feel think, that kind I of self with yourself as well yeah 100 percent. like i feel a lot more confident and it's almost like i'm really glad i had that very deep conversation with myself through this song yeah. mm -hmm. but even like because like hall said i was living with hall when they were first writing this and you know i sort of knew what was going on just as much as you knew what was going on with me like it's, it's one of them um and then sort of seeing them, you know, crafting it with us all in the room, you know, months down the line in the studio and just seeing that headspace, you know, you can kind of see you having that moment with yourself and yeah. sort of being able to look at it through different eyes. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. I'm sorry, did I mishear you? Or did you say that this song was written before COVID? Oh, before Come Over, when obviously- Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whew, that's a long time. Like, You've been sitting on that egg, haven't you? Like, no. 
um, yeah, just before coming over was right. So obviously when I'd started, you know, writing stuff um, on acoustic and bringing it to bands just to make it, you know, as special it is, it's very exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so how do you guys recommend your fans to listen to this track for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, dark with headphones on? Should they blast out a party, work out to it? What do you guys personally recommend? Oh, I don't think it's a party song. No. In your bedroom alone. Yeah. yeah. Just- alone. Mm-hmm. You've got to bear in mind, a lot of people have told us, like our fans have been like, I love your music so much. I'm definitely not in a place to listen to this right now. And I'm like, that's, yeah, that's so valid. Like, obviously it's quite hard to perform sometimes because it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's about such triggering and hard hard to come by stuff but i think really if you want to listen to it first time give yourself some headphones in your room and vibe out to it i think it's definitely the best way yeah. and then little, scream it a little safe there you go i'd say a little safe safe space or at a crawler's gig yeah. Whoa. Oh, there you go there you go that's the best <laughs> way to pl- listen to it you want to plug all of coming dates you should you should do that perfect segue mm-hmm. we have that at all coming up so nice there you go 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 <laughs> You're in your stage, we haven't you. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your heads, I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. All four, you have to do it. Angry. Wait, three words each? Yes. Three words each. Oh, okay, okay. Um, angry. Stunning. <laughs> Fabulous. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say... Um, I reckon angry's got to be in there as well for me. Angry. Just angry. Yeah. Angry, angry, and angry. Angry, angry, angry. Yeah, like vengeful, spiteful, but then also like re- like rediscovering yourself. Like mm. rediscovering That's more than one word. I know, but I don't know how to sum that up in one word. How, do, how would you sum that up in one word? Um, like rediscovering your own self worth. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Exactly. Oh, self, oh, self, oh, self, 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 what are they called? Fucking hyphens. Hyphens, yeah. Hyphens, put it all with a hyphen, then it's one word. All right, there, there we go. go. Yeah, perfect. I'd say thoughtful, um, kind of growing, because the song like, grows, and then um, banger. Sick as fuck. That's, That's good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sick as fuck. Nice. Perfect. Uh, so in the same vein as the last question, but not as much pressure, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this track to invoke in your listeners? Yeah, I think it's got a, I think having a sort of release is the way. And I think a lot of people can relate to this song however they want to. I think talking about sex in an open way and how it can make you feel, whether that be like some horrible traumatic thing that's happened or just an experience of, you know feeling used all the all those feelings like i want people to be able to listen to this song and know that they're not alone with that and like you can stand up for your own thing and feel like you've got a community around that type of horrible stuff that can happen you know and i think it i I, it was really nice to hear the conversations that were brought up when it was released through our fans and our fans feeling as though they felt some sort of empowerment that they hadn't had before with this song and I'm not saying anyone's going to necessarily feel empowered. I would love for people to take the song as it is, or they can enjoy it, or they can listen to the lyrics and yeah. feel it as it is. I think yeah. it's just nice to be able to share my own personal stuff and feel like everyone who's listened to it, mm-hmm. you know, giving me that safe space to do that. It's just lovely. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. there's a, like a possibility of like self enlightenment. Also, mm-hmm. like someone might listen to the song and be like, "Oh shit, 
I've been through this without realizing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those eureka moments when they listen to it. Yeah. Like, I think there's definitely like a lot of like layers of emotions in this song. And, you know, any any of those that, you know, any listener feels it's like, I'd want them to know that it's okay to feel that. Like, Mm -hmm. even if, you know, you don't feel anything, that's okay. Mm Like if you if you have experienced what this song's about, like no one can tell you how to feel about it. Like there's no right or wrong way to feel about it, even years down the line. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just yeah. make sure that, you know, you're getting yourself any support that you need, really. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh so what band or artist influence do you can hear the most on this track, if any? Yeah, I think um, for the verses, I'd say obviously production-wise, there was definitely kind of a hip-hop influence. We were listening to a lot of Lauren Hill at the time. Gorillas. I think verses, yeah, and Gorillaz. Um, verse, like the choruses were very kind of, we listened to a lot of Heart Shake Box. I think it was a really good one for that chorus. A lot of Smashing Pumpkins as well. A lot of time. Smashing Pumpkins, Pixies yeah. too. I think like we're really, all of us like together, are really into like 90s kind of grunge and alt stuff that um i've been smashing pumpkins like i'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan so like, like, yeah like amy was saying earlier the demo like when we first recorded it literally just sounded like a nirvana song so it very easily <laughs> yeah. ended up being a nirvana song mm-hmm. if you let it be. yeah i love that i love nirvana so that's perfect mm-hmm. uh, so this is the second single that you have recently released uh is are these tracks leading up to anything bigger album ep what are you able to tell us all I can say is we're going to tell you something at some point in the next few months. Two months? Okay. Ooh. Okay. Within so within this month or next month? So we something. something. Have, maybe it's just you should make sure to be following us on all our socials and come into some of our festivals and you might get to know. Oh, Ooh. Shit. And what socials, uh, what, are, what are your social handles that they can follow? Um, we are on everything. We are on Instagram and TikTok as and, um, and Facebook as yeah. Crawler's Band. And then Twitter as Crawler's HQ. And even Be Real as Crawler's Band as well. If you want to see when we get up to the day today. Perfect. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, what, Harry? Shameless plug. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I won't even have to ask you guys to plug anything at the end. You've done all the plugging throughout. Um, so you guys recently supported My Chemical Romance, which, holy shit, by the way. Um, Congratulations. Yes. And, um, what what was that experience like? How did it come about? You guys got to tell us everything. Shitting, crying, throwing up. Honestly, I, I wish I could show you guys the noises I made in my flat when our manager announced that we were doing that opening. Like, I actually... I, I was screaming like they were my favorite band when I was 15 like ghost of you got me through some shit so mm-hmm. I hearing that live I'm not gonna lie but the whole the whole gig and everything because it was it was a hometown show for Liv and Amy it was it's really it was very silly of them to come to this town it's, it's yeah it's it, a very like small town like it's in between two big cities Manchester and Liverpool and like there was a bit of an uproar when my camp originally announced it like why the hell are you playing Warrington? Like, <laughs> but me and Liv were like oh my god that's amazing like there's no reason why we should be doing that yeah. like let's just you know beg the promoters that we know and just pull some strings and probably shouldn't have been 
begging the people that we were begging, but we did. But we but did. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you know what? Honestly, we're going to be honest about how shameless we were and how thankful we are for like the SJM and our agent for like um, giving us that. Giving us because we did hammer at home, and I think considering obviously we've we've been getting our whole career like from when before everything has happened and been signed and stuff but we'd never done anything that big before mm -hmm. at all like never in the thousands let alone 25 yeah. obviously and for us to open for like a band that we all look up to like they were your sister's favorite band weren't they? yeah like, like she she nearly passed out when i told her <laughs> you're serious that's Honestly, fucking nice it was great and, and not just that like the crowd really supported us and a lot of them are coming to our next shows and kind of the alternative music still thriving. I thought the lineup was all amazing and that, you know, MCR really are leading a legacy and have definitely inspired us in writing our music. So it was an honor. Hell yeah. Sure. I'm very happy to hear that you guys had a good time and that it was a great experience. That makes me so happy. Oh, oh thank, thank you, you, Angel. It was uh, honestly, it was amazing. I'm like, Oh, he, Jared Way also said our band's name on stage. Yeah, he gave us a shout. Oh <laughs> shit, dude, you got to use that in like a song or something. You got to, you got to put that in your discography. Uh, he was like, "Shout out to Crawlers, you guys sounded awesome tonight." And I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> I'm freaking out for you, dude. You know, like one of those moments of like, did that actually just happen, or am I having a fever dream? Yeah, I, I wish I could have seen myself in that moment. My jaw was on the floor. I was just in this bit, surrounded by like. You know, our friends, our family, and like our label came, and they, we were all just there, like. Honestly, it's yeah. unreal. Unreal. Oh my that's god. That's awesome, dude. That's crazy. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Yes, I've been. <laughs> so firstly, this is my favorite thing. Right when when we're in the UK, like you don't really like stop off at gas stations and get gas station food. It's like so unheard of here. Like you might go in and get a packet of like chips and that's it. But like US, we took it so, so seriously. seriously. Mm -hmm. And we stopped. I didn't even know what electrolytes were until I went to America. Like honestly, God, Slay, Slay. I, right, Harry, don't go first anyway. I just needed to-, to In America, it was Gatorade every single time because it is mm. just so delicious. And like Holly said, you do those electrolytes. And then it would always be whatever 7-Eleven had in their hot food section. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Like the hot dogs and the, yeah. the taquitos? Yeah. Oh. No, I love, I love that trashy sort of monkey. No! <laughs> Mine was sugar-free Red Bull because America has like the massive cans of Red Bull. So I had a sugar-free Red Bull and a protein bar because it was the only thing that filled me up. And there was like <laughs> no food anywhere. So that was my diet for a month. Yeah, I had uh, the white monster altar, the big cans. I then got smart water, a big bottle of that. I'd get Lay's because they were like the only vegan chicks, or I'd get blue heat tackies, which are That's unreal. So and then I'd see if they had any fruit, and if not, I'd get like um, like a protein bar, whichever one was like vegan. But I'd also, if they had it, I tried these pop tart bites. And they were accidentally vegan, which is insane. That's and they were unreal. I had like two packs of salmon over That sounds Ooh. fucking insane. They were so dope. I mean, gluten-free options. Oh yeah, Liv is celiac. Yeah, I'm celiac oh, no. tolerant. So my options are pretty limited. Um, but it would normally be the the family pack, uh, shamelessly, the family pack of ladies, because we've been on like long trips mm -hmm. and like trying to find anywhere that does a lot of gluten-free food is like slim mm -hmm. um, so the family pack the big ones 
Um, and then probably, yeah, smart water. And I'd also then clock on, because we do like, um, like we'd shop at like Target or Walmart before mm. doing long drives. Mm. So I'd get like some kind of like vegan creamer and I would buy um, the cold brew, like the, the nitro cold brews and then just mix the two together. And that, that would sort me out. Honestly, Walmart, big Walmarts and big Targets just outside the city before we traveled somewhere else. Like yeah. we would be sat in the blooming Chevy Chevy Suburban we were driving in, yep. making sandwiches yep. on our thighs. Literally, Amy was spreading mayo with fucking, I don't even know what you were spreading because we did not have spoons at that point. Yeah, it, anything that would work. I, great. Honest to God, so you guys actually have gluten-free Oreos mm -hmm. over here, uh, like where you are. Yeah. We don't yeah. have that in the UK. So I lived on Oreos for like a month. Like it was ridiculous. No, I honest to God, the, the amount of Oreos I got through is embarrassing. And the, oh, yeah. the gluten-free Oreos are actually like really good. Like they taste exactly <laughs> like the real ones. I, I don't know why they don't just so make them good. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm praying for the day they come to the UK. Mm -hmm. one, hopefully one of these days yeah oreos are the best gluten-free and vegan oh yeah sponsor yeah and they are they are like naturally vegan as well so exactly yeah i find it so crazy that oreos are like vegan like what a bizarre win but that's, that's yeah like, it's like creme not cream it's mm. like it's a win for the gays <laughs> Yes. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? Oh, God. It would be something fucking chaotic. It would be really chaotic. A bowl of scabs. I, <laughs> yes. You know what we'd be? Is anyone onto that TikTok guy who, like, rolls to make sandwiches? And yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah. yeah. He rolls to make, like, Dungeons and Dragons, like, Dungeons and Dragons, like, die, and he, like, makes a sandwich and it always ends up fucking horrible like it's always like peanut butter mayonnaise with pickles and like cheese we'd be one of them mm -hmm. that would be awesome he made, he made one once and all the ingredients were so rogue but it ended up working yeah mm -hmm. was, like we would be that sandwich that would be us. i can't i can't remember what sandwich combination it was but it was so rogue but it worked so well mm -hmm. I think that would be that's us. that's us for sure i really want a sandwich now yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'm really hungry all right you too man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. So, Great. Yeah. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with the I drink? I ask this question all the time. So what? we go starter, main, and dessert, and a drink. Is that what? Sure. Sure. Okay, go on, Harry. I think siumai would be my starter, like a little um, dumplings. Like mm. a takeaway dumpling. My main... I'd probably go for just because it's like you can order anything. I go for something like bougie that I haven't really had, like lobster mm. or something. What if you hate it? Take like a chance. Mouth when you die. Yeah, but then at mm -hmm. least you tried it before you die. True. Mine, mine would definitely be a KFC. I think that's that's the most that's the most ordered thing. I think. Like, really? K is, yeah, yeah, KFC on death row. <laughs> KFC is banging though. Yeah. Pretty good. yeah, I don't know if that's the thing about oh, popcorn chicken. So yeah. Oh yeah. my god, you put what one would you get? I mean, again, celiac, so I would just absolutely pig out on gluten. Oh, <laughs> I, would, I would probably have Costco cake because it's like my favorite ever. I'd have donuts because I miss donuts so much. I'd have cookie crisp cereal. <laughs> Honest to God, I, I wouldn't be able to finish it all, but I'd be like, I'm having it. Yeah. It would kill yeah. you before the injection. Literally, I just feel like, please, you can deal with the mess. 
Exactly. Dad said we don't matter. Don't matter mm-hmm. to me. Um, and what are you washing that down with? Ooh. Um, yeah, it's got to be it's <laughs> al- an alcoholic <laughs> drink for your last, for your last drink. All the, all the Prosecco in the world. Ooh. Right. All right. Based. Um, I would, oh, I'd get like really nice garlic mushrooms kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's so for my, for my starter. Oh, Proper, like Italian garlic mushrooms. Mm. And then for my main. Olives. Oh, yeah, and olives, obviously. Mm-hmm. I am an olive addict. Like, I, 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 could consume, I can just be rude. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fucked up in the head, bro. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Me too. Do you have a favorite olive? I love, I, I just, any, like, any I, olive, I even any. eat cheap olives. I love olives, just anything. Like, even olives, and they're, like, grim, and I love them. Um, So I'd have that for starters, like, garlic mushrooms and olives. And then for my main, I'd want, like, a selection of things. But I think, you know what's on my head right now? There's a place in the UK called Honest Burgers. Oh. And they do like, um, they do like a massive vegan meat, like burger with like smoked cheese and like rosemary salted, really crispy fries. And I'd have that, but I'd have a hash brown in the burger as well. Oh, that sounds good. Why have you gone for such like bougie food and I'm here like, I'll have the absolute I wouldn't say half brown burgers. <laughs> no, but like sign up with like garlic mushrooms. Exactly, like, yeah. Wait, that's quite sophisticated. Mm-hmm. That sounds fucking good. Uh, and then for a drink, I would have probably like a lemon iced tea. I do love it. Mm. Actually, I'll have. We went to Switzerland uh, the other day for Montreux Jazz, and I had this homemade <laughs> strawberry iced tea. Oh, it was honestly amazing. What's that? It was in Switzerland. Mine would be a gin tonic. Ooh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's your last meal. Go for exactly. it. Exactly. Uh so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Stranger things. If you can live in why would you, you want to live die? in there? Yeah. <laughs> I can just gonna get you, man. Yeah, to see Steve. Did you say Phil <laughs> would never get Amy because Amy just listens to Abra on the beach. Did you say Phil Mancho? Oh mate, no, Mamma Mia. I'd live in Mamma Mia. Yeah, sorry. That got me really excited. I think Harry would live in School of Rock. Nah. Do you know? I'd live somewhere, I'd live in the show in Lord of the Rings. Ooh. That's just peaceful Not for the rest like of the world. Not even like Pick a Destiny. Nah, that's literally what we're here. Probably The Simpsons. Oh, actually, classic. actually, I'll go for Star Wars because then you could fly to like other planets and shit. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, where would I live? I'd live in um hot fuzz just because I can speak in a Bristol accent and not like get told off by it all the time. I love hot fuzz. You, you could just move to Bristol. <laughs> yeah, he's just moved to Bristol. <laughs> I have to be in hot fuzz. Yeah, hot <laughs> I just want to murder his cult around me while I'm doing a Bristol accent. Do you? That's what hot fuzz is about. <laughs> You, yeah, but you want that. Well, no, but uh, it was ironic when I said it. I, I didn't think it was a good choice. Scott Pilgrim! I'd want to live in Scott Pilgrim. That's such a good pick. That's, that's, that is the shower. Okay. Yeah. One of Ramona's exes, probably. That'd be good. I feel like that's the first time we've gotten Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Okay. So I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Go on, go, go on. What is your favorite color? Oh, mine's probably black because I wear it the most. 
Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was well. gonna say mine's not hard to guess. <laughs> also black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like purple, but I don't actually wear it a lot. I just think it's a really cool. Color. Yeah, yeah, great. it's a cool color. I, I like, I like. Nothing I'm, I'm gonna be like green into girls. Yeah, <laughs> no, yours is definitely green. Yeah, I like a proper forest green, like you know, yeah, forest green would definitely be my answer. All right. Uh, so as Corey said, that's all the questions we have to say. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug that we haven't already plugged? We're pulling back to America. We are, and we're playing Lollapalooza. Oh yeah. Um, we'll just be there, weeks. and yeah, just. Go on YouTube, watch our latest music video because it's fucking cool. Yeah! Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for having us on, guys. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been Crawlers, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.